There are three words I've been carrying with me for some years. Words first uttered when Abraham took his son Isaac to the mountain. An ultimate test that would lead the old man to place the boy on the altar and offer him as a sacrifice to God. Many takeaways from that brief encounter, but mine has always been the three little words God used as Abraham raised the knife. Now I know. Hi everyone, I'm Bill Nordstrom, and welcome to the program today. Now I know. Abraham never wavered at the promise. He was fully convinced that what the father had promised, he was fully able to perform. And when Abraham raised the knife over his son, God was convinced that Abraham was convinced, and he let him know it. Well, we'd all like that kind of faith to receive that kind of direct validation from the Lord, never weak or wavering, always persuaded, all doubts conquered, and the Holy Spirit, listen, making the declarations in the heavens that I've found another forerunner to be a voice to a generation. I'm also persuaded that kind of faith is birthed out of the endurance of testing and failure. Abraham left Ur, where he was born and raised, and with faith he headed for the promised land, where he was welcomed smack in the middle of a famine. So he bails out and heads for Egypt. Now here's the point. When you commit to walk in faith and obedience, even getting full approval from God, what you get is more trouble, more testing, more intense trials. Indulge me for a minute as I share the testimony of the the Prince of Preachers, Charles Spurgeon. Spurgeon was addressing crowds of thousands at the age of 30, and I might add, with no microphone. Before any great achievement in my life, Spurgeon said, some measure of depression is very usual. Such was my experience when I first became a pastor in London. My success appalled me, and the, the thought of that career, which seemed to be opening up, cast me into the lowest depths out of which I uttered my misery. I found no room for glory. This depression, Spurgeon said, sweeps over me whenever the Lord is preparing a larger blessing for my life and ministry. Let me tell you something. Ongoing oppression is a battle for many of God's frontline servants, called to be prophetic messengers. Beloved, we can't spend time and energy on the enemy's distractions. The Bible may not openly declare it, but another patriarch, Moses, might have heard those same words, now I know, when he went to the Pharaoh and demanded, let my people go. The Egyptian ruler not only rejected Moses' request, but increased the workload, telling the Israelites to go find their own straw to make bricks. Forerunners must realize they've picked the last straw. That the devil's obstruction and pushback to the validated call of the forerunner is the straw that broke the camel's back, and no longer will they be subject to the enemy's demands. God says, For I know the thoughts I have for you, thoughts of peace and not evil, you have a future and a hope. God told Moses to tell Pharaoh, Let my people go that they may hold a feast to me in the wilderness. Bondage of the battle will keep you from enjoying the feast. And, and God is determined we enjoy and we celebrate the harvest of souls coming into God's kingdom in the midst of a great tribulation. I believe the Holy Spirit is saying, Feast on the harvest. 
Listen, now's the time to end all negotiations with the enemy. In Exodus chapter 10, the Pharaoh told Moses to go out and hold your feast, but don't take your flocks or herds. Moses said, not only livestock goes with us, but you, Pharaoh, must also give us the sacrifices and burnt offerings. And by the way, my words, supply the matches. Don't smoke a peace pipe with the enemy. The world wants to bargain with God. God, if you do this, I'll do that. But people of faith know their call. They know their mandate, their destiny. Don't negotiate. End of story. We might as well come to grips with the fact that the world hates believers who are faithful in obedience. Persecution is is both a demonic attack to hinder our spiritual growth and a divine gift to enhance it. Paul told the Philippians, For to you it's been granted on behalf of Christ to suffer for his sake. It's a gift. It's a privilege. Can we say a, a contribution to our ministry? Many lengthy battles will end when we simply obey God's instructions. Moses obeyed God and instituted the Passover, which spared the firstborn. The instruction? Speak to all the congregation of Israel, saying, Take the blood of the lamb and put it over the doorposts. Ask God for instructions. Obedience is the key for the breakthrough. Remember all those promises God made to you back in the day? I remember. He hasn't rescinded. God told me back in the mid-80s that I was to help take restraints off the body of Christ by inducing them to prayer and intercession. Golly, I didn't even like prayer very much back in those days. Then he told me this would take place when the political, social, and economic climate in the earth was going off the rails and that I would endure persecution for the word's sake. Honestly, in the mid-80s, my mind wasn't on persecution or the events much on the end of the age. But honestly, I'm, I'm now beginning to see potential for all of the above. The Holy Spirit uses persecution to transform his people from sin in their lives and put them on a direct heading as messengers, as as forerunners to a young generation of believers, preparing them for persecution for the word's sake, especially here in the Western world. So don't pick any more straw. Take your release from the bondage of obstruction and oppression and declare, I'm out of here. Bring all negotiations with the enemy to a grinding halt and begin heading for the wilderness for a feast with lovesick worshipers who by the millions will be coming into the kingdom of God just before the Lord's return. Let's pray. Lord, we, we recognize there's so much yet to come. You're showing your church even now the the trials, the persecution that's going to come quickly, quickly to our generation. Our plea is that you clear us of the fleshly drama in our lives and give us clear revelation and understanding of our commission. Holy Spirit, fill us anew with your grace and mercy that you would free us from the bondages of the flesh that hinder us from your perfect plan. Father, give us fresh vision and clarity for our divine assignments that will come in the midst of trials and tribulations for the Word's sake. 
We ask these things, Father, in the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. Maranatha, beloved, I'm Bill Nordstrom.